It's the afternoon stretch with Zach Williams and Bruno Reagan. Everybody stay calm. Sure. Stay calm. Let's take some calls from the public, shall we? Join the afternoon stretch now at 615-844-5600. Now here's Bruno and Zach. o'clock here in the Music City, so you know what time it is. Time for the afternoon stretch here on Nashville Sports Radio. Devil McKenzie, Zach Williams here inside the Strike and Spare Family Fun Center studio. Hope everybody is having a terrific first day of March. Oh man, it's first day of March. That's crazy. We're almost done with the third quarter. The third quarter of 2023, or sorry, the first quarter that is. The first quarter is almost done. We're all like at the end of this month. We're through quarter one for all you, all my business peeps out there. There's four total quarters. Yes, we're almost through the first. Yes, so there's three more to go. This is a math show now. <laughs> Devil McKenzie, how are you doing today? Chilling, man. Yeah, just another day. Another day. Are you wrapping up busting with the boys shirt? Shout out the boys, man. Oh man, free shout out on camera. Yeah. Man. Oh, yeah. they. You know what? They could really use it too. I mean, yeah, I can't imagine the amount of how bad uh, they're doing right now. It's not. It's that it can't be good. No. I mean. Uh, you got you got a you got a guy who doesn't play football anymore, and a guy who's trying to go to the XFL. Sound familiar as a show here in Nashville? Which which person are you talking about? You got Taylor Lewan doesn't play football anymore. Right, he's not on a team. Okay, he's not a football player. Making sure. And then you got the other one, Will Compton. He's trying to go to the XFL. Lewan's going to the Bengals, man. You think so? It pains me to say it. I hope not. Did you hear what he said? No, what did he say? I so, haven't heard. I've been out of the loop a little bit. Okay, so uh, background after. They cut him. They had an episode come out, and Taylor and Will, they're talking about um, potential places for Taylor Lewan to go play at. Mm. And Taylor was like, listen, you guys just throw out teams, and I'll say whether it's a yes or a no, like whether I'd go there or not. He already cleared out all of the uh, AFC South, so no yeah. Colts, no Houston, no Jacksonville, nothing like that. Wise. And I think there was a couple names they threw out. I think Will said Atlanta. He was like, yeah, I'd go to Atlanta. Uh, New Orleans, I'd go to, to New Orleans. Steelers, I'd go to the Steelers. Kind of somewhere in the general vicinity of our area here. And then without anybody saying it, Taylor comes out and says, the Bengals need a left tackle. Super Bowl contender? Yeah. They, he wants to get a ring. Why Why wouldn't he go somewhere? That, I, if you're that kind of player where you, you're – you're on the back nine. Like, you're on the back nine of your career. And, and frankly, that's the majority of the NFL. Everybody's on the back nine of their career. Uh, you should definitely be trying to go to a star team. Like, it's it's like it's like NBA, and people are like, you know what I want to do to end my career? Let's go play with LeBron. It's like, yeah, duh. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you, hey, Taylor One, you may want to go play for the Bengals. Mm -hmm. They may not want you, though. Yeah. You know, like, that's just, that's just, I bet, I bet there's a lot of players right now who love to go play for the Chiefs. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah, why? Why wouldn't you want to go play with the Chiefs? It's either the Chiefs or the Cardinals, and you get to pick. <laughs> oh, I think I'll take the Chiefs on that one, right? I'll sit on the bench, make four million bucks, win a win a ring. A look, once again, Melvin Gordon. Yeah, I mean that guy went on practice squad, didn't do nothing. It just showed up, won a ring, and he he owned up to it. He was like, yeah, <laughs> I got carried here. I don't know. He signed his name on that project. Yep. But he gets it. He gets the ring all the same. He gets the whole. He was holding the Lombardi, smoking a cigar. He was like, "This is great." <laughs> as, if, as if he put just as much work in as a starter. And you know what? He probably has in other capacities. Sure. But yeah. so yeah, Taylor one. I think he'll play. I I think he will for the right price or the right team. I don't know if it's. I don't see him going to any kind of rebuild. 
I don't see him going to any kind of, you know, looking like the Cardinals situation. Uh, I don't think you you would see him go to a Cardinals or something like that. And that's one team on the pod. He immediately said no. Yeah. And he's from Arizona. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And he immediately said no. Uh, I don't see him going. You know, even to a team that is try who is in the in the middle to late stages of a rebuild, like the Detroit Lions. Mm-hmm. Like I don't see him going somewhere like that. Not to say they need a left tackle, but I'm just saying in that kind of team for an instance like they're not gonna he's not gonna go to a team like that if he's gonna go to any team it's gonna be a team that is gonna win within a year or two that's the window whoever is in there and and then he's probably he does not have the power in that position so he's gonna take a hefty pay cut sure that's just the real side of it he's not gonna make a lot of money he's gonna make maybe veterans minimum maybe a little bit more than veterans minimum to go and be with these teams? Okay, so let me ask you this. If you're Taylor Lewan, would you rather take a higher deal at a low-tier team or a lower deal at a high-tier team? Lower deal at a high-tier team. Because you, you, he signed his big money, sure. and then he, he's also got what a lot of NFL players and, and just athletes as a whole, not just NFL, he doesn't have – or a lot of teams, a lot of people don't have what he has. He has a, a, a thriving show – Inside of a very thriving business, I mean, Barcel just fully sold for five hundred million dollars. Like that is there. There is a real future there for him way, that he can make way more money than he'll make in his NFL career. He's well aware of that too. Yeah, and and probably already does. Frankly, uh, you know whether they talk about that or not, but they probably already make pretty pretty solid money uh, doing what they do. And it, it's fun, and it's low risk, and it's it's not banging your head against the wall anymore like you would be playing football. Like there's a lot of check, check, checks. Like yeah, this sounds awesome. I'm yeah. just hanging out with my friends, talking sports. Yeah, this job is awesome. <laughs> this job is great. It's a fun job to have. At the end of the day, I still just I just don't see him retiring. I don't I don't see him hanging it up yet. Well, because then the flames never. I mean, look at Bruno. Yeah. Right. Bruno. Bruno's come on this station two times at least that I remember of. Saying, like, yeah, I'm retired. <laughs> and he gets called, gone, D.C. defenders. You know what I mean? The flame doesn't go away for these people. Mm-hmm. You know, for when you're there in the hunger of it, like, it just doesn't it doesn't drift away. It's why you saw Emmett Smith go to the to the Cardinals, and he's sitting there uh, in, I forget, what was the stadium? It was before Jerry World. What I believe it was before Jerry World, that he's sitting there in the Dallas away locker room getting ready to play the Dallas Cowboys in a Cardinals uniform, and he's crying like a baby because he's like i'm not supposed to be here i i should have been in the other locker room why did i come to the card it's why eddie george went to the cowboys it's why Stephen nair went and, and Derek mason went to the ravens you know and really they Derek mason had a pretty good career with the ravens still all the same but they they can't they can't hang it up they can't it's, tom brady went to the bucks and he went on to win a super bowl obviously but look at him he retired and then came right back out and played too like it's it's a common thing jordan went to the wizards i mean there's a it's my favorite part of sports to look at people who were on a team and then left to go to another team but they're synonymous with one team that has always been my favorite thing about sports is looking at the jerseys of those kind of guys you know like a like a New York Jets Brett Favre jersey or you know I'm just thinking of foreign that's why that's why I have so much respect for uh uh shortstop for the Yankees that I can't believe I'm forgetting Jeter Derek Jeter uh you know he he stuck it out all the way and was like yeah I'm just gonna retire Yankee because I've been here my whole life so uh majority of them though they want one more crack at it. They want to get, you know, you get the Portland Portland uh, Trailblazers 
uh, with Scottie Pippen, but you picture him as a bull. You know what I mean? Like it's just there's tons of those. LeBron going everywhere, <laughs> basically. Yeah. Uh, they just it'll never it'll never get old. It'll never the flame will never go away, and they just have so yeah. He'll probably sign to a team, but it's is he going? Is Taylor Lewan going to be okay with the amount of money that he's not going to be making? as opposed to what he could be making with the show. You know, that that's the question that he has to answer himself. And I think he wants to be a media guy. Like that's that's a, it's a fun job if you're into that sort of thing. Another thing you said, this is forever ago, about him hanging it up and retiring. He said if he's gonna ever do that, it's gonna be on his own because he doesn't want to, you know, be the guy that plays until he like can't play anymore. Like he wants to be the guy that if he can't play at the highest level as a starting left tackle, then he can't play. He's done. Yeah. So in his heart, he believes that he's still that guy. He still believes that he can go somewhere and be the starting left tackle. He's got the talent, but can he play a full season? Yeah. That's, that's the real issue. I mean, there's n- there's not a lot of Taylor Lewans out there. I know. It's, uh, exactly. And even he said this. There's not a lot of Taylor Lewans are just going to scoop up and grab off the street. If he can play well, a full season. Well, and, and this is the other side, too. We find me an athlete uh, at a high level that is going to say they, they truly suck. And it's exactly. done. I know. And that just right. doesn't happen. I, you had Paul George earlier today make comments, uh, which he didn't quite go to that full effect, but Paul George came out and said, like, yeah, I, I can't be the guy on a team anymore. He's like, I've got to be a role player to help that guy. You know, talking about kind of like a Kyrie Irving kind of situation where it's it's I gotta be the number two. I'm good enough to be the number two, but I'm not I'm not gonna be Paul George on the Pacers anymore. I think what Taylor Lewan mostly was getting at was the left tackle position specifically. Mm, true. You can't pick up a guy. Well, look at look at the Tennessee exactly. Titans, Dennis Daly. He had, he, and that was my whole argument for staying with the Titans. Like, what's what's the choice here? <laughs> you know, you're gonna if you are keeping all these same pieces, and even if you do get a rookie, the rookie isn't gonna come in and just immediately make that kind of difference on the left tackle spot. That's a crucial. That's one of probably the the second most crucial spot I would say on a on a NFL roster is the left tackle behind the quarterback. That's that's the most that's the second most important position. Fun fact I just realized the other day, no one's spoken about it. Yeah. Titans have the 11th overall pick. Yes. And they're projected to get a left tackle. Yes. Last time that happened? Taylor Lewan. It was Taylor Lewan. 11th overall. Look at you. It's like you've been a Titans like analyst for a long time now. I, I just, you're, you know. You just moved to Nashville. You just pick it up. That was off the dome. Yeah, man. No research. It, it went okay for them for the most part. I think a lot of people have decided that they're picking up a left tackle at 11. Mm-hmm. Now, did we talk about this three weeks ago? Absolutely. Oh. <laughs> so, hey, Devlin, I appreciate you listening to the show. Hey, no problem. <laughs> no, that's okay. I just, that's six one five eight four four fifty six hundred. if you want to jump in. I mean, just absolutely dunked on there at the end. It's all good, though. It's all good. We'll find the clip later. <laughs> Devlin's on his phone somewhere. Just... <laughs> I'm about to go dig for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Six one five eight four four fifty six hundred. If you want to jump in, we want to talk to you. We have Andrew Algreta coming on, by the way, at four twenty five, and then Blake Lovell five twenty five in the five o'clock hour. Let's go to the phone lines now, though. Jeff in the borough. Jeff, how you doing, buddy? All right, how you doing? I, doing good. Uh, more, more, uh, more Vandy baseball. I heard they barely got Boston P yesterday. They had to rally, didn't they? They had an eight run inning to win it. That that's insane. Almost, uh, I'm gonna let the all on let the let the Atlantic Sun beat you, boy. It would have been the it would have been the third time they had won that Austin P had beat Vanderbilt uh, in 2022, 20, 21 games, twenty two games, something like that. Yeah, well, yeah. Well, the Louisiana Tech's beating beating Ole Miss three to one. They beat him yesterday, so maybe the, maybe Conference USA will get another SEC win. So they'll beat him again, hopefully. But uh, Taylor Lewan 
Lamont's going because he's probably going to win more. So I wouldn't worry about the cash. Uh, Lamont, he's going to win a lot more than he wants the Titans. That's wherever he goes. So, and I, I, I can guarantee you on that, he'll be at the playoffs, too. He'll probably get a lot further than he would in Tennessee. So, so uh, is, is Daniel coming back next year? Is he, is he going to be quarterback? Or I guess he will be, I guess. You ain't got, you ain't got nobody else but Dobbs. I guess he can quarterback. Josh Dobbs can. Can he quarterback if you don't fumble the ball? Who's going to do it next year? Zach, I know you're a Titans. Titans aficionado. Who's going to be quarterback next year? Uh, well, Rand Carthon came out uh, yesterday or today. I'm not sure. It was yesterday. It was yesterday, I believe. I wasn't. I wasn't on air for the full time yesterday. I only had ten minutes before the Mandy game, so I didn't get to talk about this. Uh, and I appreciate your call, Jeff. Thanks for calling in, buddy. Because yeah. it segues perfectly into what I want to talk about here. Uh, Rand Carthon came out and said this, and I mentioned it for maybe five minutes yesterday. And we're going to talk about this more throughout the show today, because Rand Carthon. Uh, came out and mentioned Ryan Tannehill and, I mean, kind of flat out just told you what exactly is going to happen. Uh, Devin, go ahead and play that. Ryan is under contract. You know, I know you guys, I, I, I just want to speak freely for a moment. You know, I know everybody wants to make a big deal, you know, out of the quarterback position and whether he will or won't be here. But you guys just have to accept the fact that Ryan is under contract, you know, for us. And right now he's a Titan and he will be a Titan. Sounds like very confident that you're going to have Ryan Tannehill as your quarterback for the Tennessee Titans. I will say this, an addendum to that conversation. Flashback a year ago, there was not a soul in the world that was talking about A.J. Brown no longer being a Titan. No, you had John Robinson sitting up on that same podium, probably with that same microphone in his face, A.J. Brown is a Titan. We're going to get this deal done. A.J. Brown's going to be tremendous for the Tennessee Titans and going to be a Titan for a long time. That's That was the conversation. That's what happened. I don't care what Rand Carthon come out and said. Oh, well, we're going to for sure see Ryan Tannehill. He's under contract. He's he's going to be the guy. He's, he's your starting quarterback. You're you're not lying, Rand. You're not, you're not lying. Everything you're saying is true. But that doesn't mean one phone call. That doesn't mean one decision. That doesn't mean one pick, one trade doesn't change everything. That is, that is, to me, something that I think is just wild that GMs come out and say. It's like, oh, yeah, no, no, he's he's going to be here. They This is, I mean, we're in prime lying season right now. This is lying season. Tell me, you're trying to sell a car, Devil. Let's just do it that way. You're trying to sell a car. Someone's asking you about the car. What are you going to tell them? You're going to tell them all the highlights. You're going to tell them all the good stuff. You're going to say, you know, this car is really good. I hate to lose it. I hate to lose it. Well, why'd you list it for sale? If you hate to lose it so much, why'd you list it for sale? Why did you make so many moves that would make sense to not have that car anymore? That's that's how I feel with Ryan Tannehill. That's how all these GMs are going to feel about whatever players on their team. Uh, you had a uh, uh, the Bengals player come or Bengals coach come out and say, uh, "Well, we're you know T Higgins is ours. We're gonna have T Higgins. If somebody wants to trade for him, you know, go find your own wide receiver. You would trade him. Everybody has a price. It, there's there's three players in the NFL right now that don't have a price. That's it. You can't you can't get them. Everyone else out the door. Everyone else has a price. Everyone could be gone." First-year GM, first offseason that Rand Carthon's going to have to come out here. We've already heard him talk uh, and say some of his little, 
you know, best ofs that we've already heard time and time again. Um, I, I think that we're going to get a lot of that with Rand Carthon in this offseason experience because it's his first time. You know, of course, yeah, no, no, Ryan Tannehill's our guy. And then we're going to have the classic, well, you said he was our guy, but then you cut him. You know, that's going to happen. I, why'd you trade up for the first round pick if you're not going to keep Ryan Tannehill? I, these these things can happen very quickly. Do not take any of this stuff as, oh, it's just for sure. This is what's going to happen with Tennessee Titans. Because Rand Carthon, on the first day of the combine, came out and said, well, Ryan Tannehill's our quarterback. Well, there's been a lot of GMs that have come out and said that, well, this guy is our guy. We just had it last year. Nobody, nobody was like, oh, well, A.J. Brown, he's for sure going to be a Titan. $100 million, he's worth it. Well, you know, now that he's not on the Titans, I don't think he was worth $100 million. Yeah, well, went to the Super Bowl. Set a record, franchise record for the Eagles for most receiving yards. And then on the other side of that, Devontae Smith set a franchise record for the most receptions by the Eagles. That's that's what you're getting on when you, when you go and get your guys. And you're okay to move on from pieces. So, I don't know. Maybe Ryan Tannehill is going to be the guy. Maybe he is. I'm not putting all my eggs in that basket. Not for a second. Not for a second. And nobody questions this, too. We'll go to break here. Andrew Algrette will be up with us next. But this is something just for you, the listener, to ponder. Does Ryan Tannehill want to be the quarterback of the Titans? He knows what he's coming back to. Terrible O-line, patch job O-line, one wide receiver to throw to, an aging running back. Does Ryan Tannehill, like, why does nobody ask that question? It's just it's just a for sure thing. Well, Derek Carr, we want Derek Carr here. Does Derek Carr want to come here? Does Ryan Tannehill want to stay here? Would Ryan Tannehill like to go to the Jets where they just got the offensive rookie of the year and the defensive rookie of the year up on their team and a lot of young pieces? Maybe he wants to go up there. Try that out. Better market, bigger market. There's a lot. I mean, you can't just think the Tennessee Titans are this diamond just sitting here because they're really frankly not they're frankly not I know Titans fans would hate that I know you would hate to hear that that's the real truth though the Titans are not some oh this is this is Titans football there's not even really a rich history you go back to Houston for more of a rich history with the Oilers but with the Titans there's there's a lot of like blacked out years that Titans fans don't want to talk about anymore nobody wants to bring up Terry Robeski (laughs) nobody wants to do those things there's a lot of bad times Music City Miracle, got that. That's fun. It's fun for the 20th million time that we're going to see it every time the Titans play the Bills. Yeah, sure, that's fun. What about Super Bowl? What about what about those things? That's, that's things you want. I, so much to talk about today. So much to talk about. If you want to get in, 615-844-5600. When we come back, though, talking Vandy Boys baseball, Andrew Algreta, the voice of the Vandy Boys, will be on with us next here on the Afternoon Stretch. Afternoon, trying to wrap up this crash over here in Bordeaux. It's going to be on Briley Parkway northbound near Ashland City Highway. Again, it's a little bit slow over here as people stare at that wreck to the side. It's increasing right on schedule, 440 east uh, from 65 up to Nolensville. Pike heavy to the south down through Brentwood, Franklin, but at least it's moving. Uh, watch for some radar out through parts of Wilson and Smith County again this afternoon. Princess Hot Chicken is catering. If you haven't been over there in a while, check out that awesome menu. It's so good. PrincessHotChicken.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. 
clones. What do we want when we're craving protein or we need some more energy? Not bars, not sugary snacks, not energy drinks. What we want is beef, pure and simple. So where's the beef? It's in a package of Old Trapper beef jerky. Old Trapper is not your father's jerky. It's not shriveled, dry, and tasteless. Old Trapper beef jerky is made from lean strips of steak and quality spices that are smoked over a real wood fire. So it's tender and it's tasty. It's not tough. And why is it so good? Because Old Trapper is a 50-year-old family business known for their relentless commitment to quality. They take smoked beef extremely seriously, and you can taste it in every single bite. Old Trapper is packed with protein. It comes in four great flavors that satisfy all your cravings. Quality smoked meat at its finest that goes with you wherever you go, to the game, to the gym, to the beach. So look for Old Trapper in the Clearview bag. You can see the quality you're buying. Look for it in major retail stores near you. If you don't see it, clones, ask for it by name, because no other jerky compares. Old Trapper, what's your beef? When was the last time you did something fun with family, friends, co-workers, and clients? What if I told you about a place under one roof that offers affordable entertainment for all ages? That's what you'll find at Strike and Spare Family Fun Centers in Donaldson, Hermitage, Tusculum, Hendersonville, and Murfreesboro with bowling, games, food, drink, and entertainment for all ages. Enjoy an enhanced experience in Hendersonville or Murfreesboro where they feature additional fun with bumper cars, laser tag, roller skating, and more. All locations are open seven days a week, including holidays. Visit online at strikeandspare.com. Strike and Spare, where fun is bowling. The Jim Rome Show. I get a lot of vacation. I understand that. However, I don't take a lot of sick days. The, these things are not one and the same. That was not like I worked eight straight days or I worked Super Bowl Sunday. I think I'll give myself a day off. I earned it. And by the way, I could because I have those days. I pride myself in not taking sick days. I hate that. We usually grind through it. But honestly, it was the right thing. In that case, it was the right thing. The Jim Rome Show. Weekdays 11 to 2 on Nashville's Sports Radio. Golfers, tee it up at Edwin Watts Golf Shops for the hottest new arrivals from TaylorMade. Featuring the Stealth 2 Woods and Irons, the new Stealth 2 Woods combines speed and forgiveness to unlock forgiveness. And the new Stealth HD Irons deliver high launch with draw bias to give you the confidence to expect better shots more often. Swing into Edwin Watts Golf Shops and get custom fit today. Edwin Watts Golf Shops, unmatched expertise, unmatched service. Your exclusive Nashville Sports Radio WNSR Skyscan forecast for this afternoon. Partly sunny skies, a high of 80 with a southwest wind at 20 miles per hour. For tonight, showers and thunderstorms likely. Some of the storms could produce heavy rainfall. Utilizing the resources of the Red Butter Network on Nashville Sports Radio, and be the most talented person on the show. The afternoon stretch, Devil McKenzie, Zach Williams, here inside the Strike and Spare Family Fun Center studio. As you're able to hear on these airwaves, Vandy Boys baseball all season long. Uh, they're back in action Friday on 11 a.m. first pitch, 1045 broadcast time, and you would hear the dulcet tones of one Andrew Allegretta. Uh, Andrew, thank you so much for jumping on with us here. Always appreciate you, friend of the show and listener of the show. Uh, yes, all of those things apply. Everything but the dulcet tones. How are you? <laughs> you don't you don't like the dulcet tones? You don't think you have dulcet tones? I don't know. It's fine. It I don't know. Like if... the de- it's the default term. Like yeah. if you talk to someone that calls games or like speaks for a living, they have dulcet tones. Whether or not they actually do, who knows? 
Oh, that's so that's so true. I've never thought about how that's just like a crutch word. I need to I need to abandon that because I don't even know what dulcet means. Like, what what does that even mean? I'm not a Vandy guy. I don't, that just sounds good, I guess. Like, you just have you have a good sounding voice. I'm gonna find better uh, uh, exploratives about you to to start throwing those out there, Andrew. That's fine. All of that's good. <laughs> so, Vandy baseball off to a good start. Personally, I think watching these games, listening to these games, keeping up with them how we do. Uh, six and three right now. He had a little bit of a scare game, if you will, last night uh, against uh, uh, Austin P. An 11-7 win. These first nine games, Andrew, what have been your thoughts on this team starting back with the TCU loss to kick off the season? I think first and foremost, the pitching staff, I don't know if it's as good as advertised because – I don't necessarily know what people's perception of the advertisement is, uh, but I think it is certainly right up there in terms of the best in the conference and by default, then one of the best in the league. Um, so they've got the pitching staff uh, to make them competitive uh, throughout the course of the entire season, whether that's Halton on Friday. I think Hunter Owen, who is typically thrown on Saturday so far, has proven himself as someone that has a chance to stick in an SEC Weekend rotation and the Nick Maldonado um, on Sunday was incredible. Came out of the bullpen, three innings, got the save, eight strikeouts, no runs. Uh, and he helped Vanderbilt win a really important series against UCLA, a team that Coach Gordon told me anyway he wouldn't be surprised if UCLA is at Omaha. So that was a really big victory. Uh, the offense needs to grow. Um, Jonathan Vastine has been a wonderful, I don't know if he's a surprise, uh, but a sophomore stepping up and, and growing up in front of her eyes. And then some of the upperclassmen, I think, are just trying to find their way a little bit, um, whether that's Parker Nolan, whether that's R.J. Schrack or Jack Bolger. So the huge plus would be the pitching staff, and, and some of the points of growth would be the hitting, which I guess for us that have kind of watched this team throughout the fall and spring isn't necessarily a surprise, but watching it play out in real time on the field. It seems like this team, it, it's they're going under this rep with this with this start to the season. Like you kind of mentioned that with obviously kicking it off against TCU, Oklahoma State, then Texas, uh, and then the tough stretch there with UCLA right at the beginning. I mean, it does seem like Tim Corbin, in a way, with this schedule, is wanting to pressure test this team uh, right off the get go because he just knows the rigors of the season, but he also knows this team needs to be tested early. Yeah, I suppose that stuff is true. I think this team has typically gone and done something challenging somewhere throughout the concept, uh, course of non-conference play. I know they've done, you know, a bunch of games in like the Dodger Town Classic, or they've, uh, I believe, they've gone out to uh, Arizona at some point in time. Um, obviously, last year, not as challenging as a set of games, but they play Hawaii in Hawaii, which has its own set of challenges in terms of getting your body right and all of that sort of stuff. So. This sort of feels like the M.O. Um, also, it's definitely a little bit extra ramped up uh, to start off with three Big Ten teams, play UCLA, and then this weekend we're taking on um, three Big Ten teams. So this might be a little bit extra of a ratchet up for Coach Corbin. Now, is that because of this particular team? I, I don't know. These things tend to get scheduled fairly far in advance, so I'd be hard-pressed to say he saw this roster and tried to line up this schedule. Uh, but he's definitely lined up something special this year. Let's talk about those games coming up, too. So, strange one. I mean, personally, I, I remember 
Well, I'm trying to think of all the teams, Andrew. You probably know them better off the top of your head, but they used to have like the Oakland Raiders play football on a baseball stadium. Uh, this is going to be college baseball played on an NFL field uh, there at U.S. Bank Stadium where the Minnesota Vikings are. Uh, first thoughts on that, playing on that kind of field. I saw a photo of it. It looks it looks kind of insane, honestly. Yeah, it's weird. Um, I'm curious to see all of it. So we take off tomorrow. Uh, and we'll get ourselves a look at the ballpark in quotes um, <laughs> coming up at some point tomorrow afternoon, tomorrow evening. Uh, I guess, looking at it, they've basically brought makeshift shipping containers into the stadium, and they'll use those as dugouts because there are no natural places for dugouts on a football sideline, and those don't exist. Um, I think it's right field. Is like 270. Now they've built up a fence, right? So it's a bit like the monster at Hawkins Field, but it's still like 270 down the right field line. That's going to be weird. Um, and who knows in terms of reading baseballs off the bat to the outfielders? Uh, the whole thing is going to be interesting. I've got a hunch that I won't be behind home plate as it's all the games and kind of up one of the lines. Uh, which I did a whole summer of that one time, like 10 years ago. So it's doable. You've got a great vantage point of if the ball is high or if the ball is low, not so much in versus out. So it's all doable. I'm not complaining. It's just, yeah, if you're if you're a creature of habits, this one's going to throw you for a loop a little bit. Oh, it's it's uh, there's going to be a lot of people once they see it because you could go to U.S. Bank Stadium's website for anybody that does want to see it earlier, and they have a photo of exactly what it is going to look like. So right field is the purple monster. Just go ahead and get ready to 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 say that, Andrew. It's the purple monster, big wall out there in right field, um, and uh, yeah, it's it's a they, they it's all it's it's just a turf field that is all grass, and they just have the white lines around. It kind of looks like something that a dad would make. For like an extreme makeover kind of baseball backyard and their for their for their house or something, but it's just on a much grander scale. But all the same, the Vandy boys are going to be playing that no matter what, and Andrew's going to be calling a terrific game. All the same, so uh, let's talk about the opponents, though. You know, you mentioned the Big Ten, which you're going to get. You have Nebraska, Maryland, Minnesota. Seeing a lot of different units very early like this I feel like once again it's, it's it goes up against what what's happening with this team whether it was on purpose or not with Tim Corbin I know he has to like the effect that it's having because you're seeing so much of different styles which is very important this early in the season yeah so we've seen a UCLA team that certainly feels like us very good pitchers very good defense the offense has a few big guys in the middle of the order um, Oklahoma State, who we played on game two in Arlington, is a bunch of dudes that just hammer home runs. Uh, Austin P, who we played yesterday, is just a junior version of Oklahoma State because they got a couple of Oklahoma State transfers, and their coach at Austin P is a first-year head coach from Oklahoma State, so you're seeing that style. Uh, Maryland's, I think, a fairly physical team that can hit the baseball pretty hard. Uh, the other two Big Ten teams, I don't know. Um, I think at last check, Nebraska was like 3-3. Three and three. At last check, Minnesota had not won a game. Um, so I, I think, if nothing else, it's, it's establishing uh, kind of a consistency of work ethic, which is very much a Tim Corbin thing. If you're going to go from Arlington back home off to Minnesota, like you're, you're jumping right into kind of the difficult travel, uh, keeping your body right, staying hydrated, all of that you know, coach speech stuff about playing good baseball. Uh, and doing it consistently, you're, you're dealing with it right away from an everyday standpoint. 
Um, we'll see what the games bring. They're also at awkward times. Like, it's 11 on Friday. It's 11 on Saturday. And then it's 6 p.m. on Sunday night. So you've got a huge window between Saturday and Sunday of playing baseball. All of it, none of it, again, is, like, good or bad or whatever. It's just the card you're dealt. And it's more about, as a baseball player, bringing yourself to the right frame of mind, regardless of if someone's throwing down a, you know, this card or that card or whatever it is. It's about getting yourself in the right routine to succeed whenever you're asked, which is what baseball players are, are always taught to do. They've just kind of lived it. Talking with voice of the Vandy boys, Andrew Algretta. Uh, Andrew, so now let's look at the rest of the season, or not the rest of the season, but the season so far that you've seen. Who have been some of the standouts to you that, you know, every every play-by-play guy does their due diligence, learns what it is, but then players just pop sometimes. Who has that been so far for you? Uh, in terms of people that perhaps were off the radar coming into the season, because first off, Bradfield Jr. is incredible and continues to be that way. Uh, for folks that, that don't know, we're talking about a junior that won the SEC Freshman of the Year a couple of years ago. Uh, he just set the Vanderbilt career stolen base record, um, I guess back on Sunday versus UCLA. Uh, he's, he has been and continues to be elite. Um, from a player standpoint, I mentioned Jonathan Bastine. Get to know him, a sophomore from Florida. Um, he's totally totally taken a, a significant step. Um, a lot of it, I think, is, is just confidence and getting settled. He looked, and this is just outside looking in, he looked a little unsettled as a freshman, you know, trying to figure out life at Vanderbilt, life in this program. This year he feels very comfortable, and you can see it with his skills taking over. Uh, and then from a pitching standpoint, I think one person that's taken a notable uh, jump, if you pay attention to this team, is the sophomore Bryce Cunningham. Um, he did start a few games last year. Uh, they've used him mostly as a middle relief guy uh, so far this season, but in that Sunday game versus Texas, Futrell and Bryce Cunningham uh, combined to absolutely shut down the Texas Longhorns. And the fastball is, you know, 94, 95, 96 this season. Bryce Cunningham, his command seems better. His demeanor on the mound seems better. So those would be my three picks uh, for guys that have popped so far. This team, you know, you've obviously seen other teams so far and, and, and a lot of baseball just in, in tow. I think a lot of Andy fans out there are really chomping at the bit for SEC play uh, and not only just more SEC play, but looking at what's going on with the Vols and, and obviously the history and more recent history with Vandy baseball and Vol baseball. Does this seem like a better team to you than what we had last year on the field? I don't know. I, I, I genuinely do not know. Uh, I think, you know, last year they had a very good pitching staff, and I think they had a couple of really good hitters. Um, but I think what the coaching staff might say is the offense didn't play connective enough. It's like just because you can go out and hit a double or whatever, that may not be situationally the best thing. Uh, and at times they couldn't string together the right plays. Uh, so far the offense is still going through growing planes. Um you know, you lost the middle part of your order last year between Don Keegan and Spencer Jones. So you're trying to figure out who's going to be those guys in the middle of the order and how are you going to look and feel different this year than you did a season ago. Um, so I don't know. I generally don't know if it's better or worse than last year's team. I mean, I think we'll figure that out as the season kind of 
uh, goes along, uh, but they're not a finished product by any stretch. Uh, the pieces are there for a very good season, uh, but they always are. So it's a matter of it's a matter of putting it together. I didn't know this about Tim Corbin. We had him on last week uh, or two weeks ago. I don't even remember how long ago we had him on, but we had him on, and uh, he had told he told us that every morning, seven thirty in the morning, uh, he's putting on his baseball pants. Um, one, had you known that? And two, do you look at 7.30 in the morning every morning and think Tim Corbin is putting on his baseball pants right now? Because I've been doing that ever since I found that knowledge. Uh, so, first things first, I didn't know that specifically, uh, but I think if you're around Coach Corbin enough, you recognize the routines he operates in. And I'm pretty sure he's up every morning at like 5-ish, and gets a workout in, or some form of it, right? Like, it may not be that, I don't know, right? But he's very regimented. So, no, I'm not surprised that he puts his baseball pants on at 7.30 every single morning. Uh, And I haven't thought about it, and I'm also pretty sure that tomorrow at 7.30, I will also not think about it. Well, I'll send you a text reminder just to, hey, Corbs is probably putting on his pants right now. No, that's fine. I'll be eating breakfast with my son. Andrew Algrena, voice of the Vandy Boys. You're going to be able to hear him Friday, like he said. uh, We're going to get that game 1045 in the morning. You don't really see that a lot. (laughs) That's going to be going to have to wake up those uh, dulcet tones, right? That's the last time I'm using that phrase. (laughs) No, it's a big old cup of black coffee, I guess. (laughs) <laughs> on a football field, baseball on a football yeah. field. That's going to be fun. We enjoy yeah, the third. I called the game side just because you're here and why not? But uh, I called the game one time. Uh, what is the Bowling Green minor league team? The Hot Rods. The Hot Rods. The Hot Rods. <laughs> Their press box is down the third base line and it's past third base, so it's really in left field. So you're calling a game from left field. Uh, there was no, I had no clue. I was just waiting for every time the, the ump would raise his hand or not. I was like, I can't tell if this is a strike or not. So I know you're going to, you're a much better play by play man than me. You're going to do a much better job with that, but it's just going it, to be no good I mean, to know the, it is what it is. It, it I, is what it is, man. Right. Like I've done Cape Cod baseball <laughs> league stuff on a folding chair from like West field. So like, you know what? Like we're all fine. I'll be in the Viking stadium. No one needs to cry for me. I'll think of you, but I'll think at 730 uh, of Tim Corbin putting on his baseball pants. <laughs> All right, Andrew, I'll let you go. Thank you so much for jumping on, buddy. Take it easy, Zach. Good stuff from Andrew Agreta. Uh, T- Devlin hot on the trigger there to cut him off right there. A little quick. I mean, a little, a little quick. quick. We yeah, couldn't let quick. we couldn't let Andrew breathe a little bit there at the end. That's on me. <laughs> Sorry, Andrew. Hey, you know what? Producers keep us on track. That's what this is. You're driving the ship right now. Clock's ticking. You know, Andrew, kind of cut it off. You know what I mean? No, good stuff there from Andrew Agreta. Uh, love that guy so much. You can check him out once again. 10:45 right here on Nashville Sports Radio. Uh, we're gonna have that game for you. That is gonna be. Uh, that's early. <laughs> that's early. That's early. It's going to be strange to be on a football field all the same. And and by the way, I wanted to mention this too. Vandy women's basketball, uh, unfortunately, season ended earlier today. Once again, Jake Lyman on the call for that one. Did a tremendous job all season. We'll we'll get we'll reach out to Jake and do like a wrap up before the end of this week uh, on the season. He's done a tremendous job out there as well. Uh, but yeah, seventy to seventy seven loss for Vandy women against Texas A&M earlier today in the SEC t- uh, women's tournament. That is, you know, it, they, that was a tough season. I think Shea Ralph and that program are on the up still. I mean, when you have eight players 
the entire season. It, that is it, it is incredible. And Kaiser Harvison is going to be somebody that they're uh, obviously, I believe, going to be losing. I'm not 100% sure on that one. But I do know that, that if they do lose her, that's a huge loss. But that team is just so gritty. Uh, and to even get some SEC wins like they did was uh, really big. So that program's still going up. But we need to run to a break. If you want to jump in, 615-844-5600. We want to talk to you. When we come back, John ja Morant is in the news. And it is not good. It is not good at all. I'm telling you, if you have not heard what's going on with John ja Morant, listen on the other side. Good afternoon. It's busy on all the major outbound routes. I still see that slow go traffic out in Wilson County. It's 40 eastbound, just past Mount Juliet. Traffic's uh, already building out through there around 840. Traffic's also on the increase south of uh, Nashville down through Brentwood, Franklin. That's been in pretty good shape, actually, so far. Snapdragon Hemp, ser- serving up lab-tested, top-shelf hemp products, edibles, flowers, concentrates. You can order right now online at snapdragon420.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. Are you looking for a trusted partner who knows AT&T business inside and out? ABS Communications is an organization built on the premise that telecom solutions and working with companies like AT&T can often be complicated and the customer needs someone to help them navigate through these complexities. They make complex simple. Whether it's helping maintain, manage, or secure your business, ABS Communications is here to help all your business telecom and mobility needs. Their business was built with the goal of simplifying the process of connectivity for the customer and establishing a long long-term relationship of trust through transparency and accountability. ABS Communications is a top five AT&T authorized agent with over 200 years of AT&T technical experience. You can call Mark and the gang at 615-349-8588 or you can visit their website at abscomcomm.net. And remember, mention the McFarland Show to ABS and you could get up to $250 in a Visa gift card for new ABS business customers. Bundling home and car insurance with GEICO is so easy, your neighbors are probably already doing it. But who? They may drop little hints like... Beautiful day out. Even more beautiful since we saved by bundling our home and car insurance with GEICO. Or... Yard work is hard. Much harder than bundling with GEICO, which was easy. Or it may be even subtler, like... Speaking of burgers, we bundled our home and car insurance with GEICO and saved a bunch of money. Bundling is easy with GEICO. Just ask your neighbors. In uncertain times, you can be certain of this. The Salvation Army is serving those most in need with help and hope. Thanks to your donations, the Salvation Army is helping those affected by COVID-19, those who've lost wages, who have no home to retreat to, who need food, help with utilities, and most of all, hope. To see how you can continue to make a difference, visit GiveWestwood.org. GiveWestwood.org. Hey, Nashville, start your day the right way with Bongo Java Cafe, located in the lobby of the Omni Nashville Hotel. Bongo Java is Nashville's oldest local coffee company. Get your day started with a freshly baked muffin and wash it down with a hot cup of dark roast or hair of the dog blend. With free Wi-Fi, you can get some work done while enjoying a toasted breakfast sandwich. Beat the traffic, treat yourself at Bongo Java Cafe, located in the lobby of the Omni Nashville Hotel, 5th Avenue, downtown Music City. 
Jacob the Electrician is on the air saluting the brave men and women of our U.S. military. Their tireless efforts shall never go unnoticed. This proud salute is brought to you by Jacob the Electrician, providing quality service and pride. Give Jacob the Electrician a call today at 615-582-3452. That's 615-582-3542. Jacob the Electrician, on the air saluting our troops and veterans. They're professionals who care. It's the Afternoon Stretch with Zach Williams and Bruno Reagan. I'm not saying like Derrick Henry's going to be bad. I just don't think he's going to be able to tote the rock 330 times in a season. This did lose a half step. He was getting caught in that second level. And you saw the fumbling. That's what their plan is. We're just going to go in again on Derrick Henry and figure this out. It just seems like the definition of insanity to me. The Afternoon Stretch. Afternoon Stretch with Zach Williams and Bruno Reagan. <laughs> The Afternoon Stretch with Zatch Williams and some dude named after a 1940s cartoon baby who is in reality a gangster on the run from the police. The Afternoon Stretch, Devil McKenzie, Zach Williams, here inside the Strike and Spare Family Fun Center studio. 615-844-5600. Real quick, the John Morant news. It's, it's not good. It's not flattering. Uh, so, coming from uh, Candace Buckner on Twitter, she had put out a post on the Washington Post. Uh, John Morant has been accused of two encounters, disturbing encounters, which includes allegedly beating up a 17-year-old boy and placing his hand on a gun that was visible in his waistband. That is, That's what is allegedly being discussed about John Morant right now. He's being accused of it, and it was last summer, correct? That is where I believe, as much as my knowledge goes, Right. that's all this alleged mm-hmm. conversation is being had about John Morant. Yeah, so as of right now, he's being accused of it. It is all alleged. Uh, but this is this it's, it's sitting right here. That's, how, that's where it's sitting at. Yeah. What's going to happen? I don't know. There has been uh, a lot of conversation, especially go back, what, a couple – couple weeks ago uh with uh uh shannon sharp he's in the news man yeah john morant just stays in the news. he's in the news a lot yeah and if you're looking at the trending of john morant and the memes of john morant they're funny they're uh, first off top tier yeah like i love john morant look hey actually as we're sitting here his bobblehead if you're watching our video i got a john morant bobblehead sitting right here you know what i mean this guy's awesome great basketball player mm-hmm. uh if you if you like basketball players he's a good one to like if this story comes out to be true I, I don't know what, what happens to John Morant. I simply don't know what happens to John Morant. Is he a big enough star to get away with this? If yeah. it is true, yeah. allegedly? Yeah, he is. You think so? Yeah. Does he play basketball for long? I don't know. Hey, but- sports have had scumbags play in it for a long time. Not saying John Morant's a scumbag. I'm just saying there have been bad people that have played in sports and been praised and continued to play on in sports. You're never. Yeah, I mean, you're right. You never know. John Morant could come back and get a two hundred and fifty million dollar guaranteed contract from this. Yeah, <laughs> probably will. <laughs> oh man. Well, your Browns suck. I mean, Deshaun Watson just. He'll probably be pretty good next year. Year by year, I just slowly migrate to Cincinnati. This one was pretty aggressive. <laughs> no, you. This year was pretty aggressive. Well, because when playoffs happened and you're on the show, like All you Cincinnati. couldn't not yeah. talk about it, yeah. and we could we could not talk about the Browns. Yes, 
try to do that more often. Take the kid out of Ohio, but you just can't take the Ohio out of the kid. <laughs> no, you can't. And that Ohio is laced with lead. It's, <laughs> there's something in there. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go to the phone line, 615-844-5600. Tony in Nolensville. Tony, how you doing, buddy? Good afternoon, Stretcher. Um, you know, y'all are hilarious at times. <laughs> so, <laughs> y'all, y'all are funny a lot of times. That's funny. But being you were talking about the Ohio kid right there, young man, mm. I was going to open up to ask him, um, are you excited about the Hall of Fame game being announced? I think it's going to be the Browns and the J-E-T-S, isn't it? Yeah, you know. I'm never excited for the Hall of Fame game as it is, and me being forced to watch the Browns early is just not. It's just I can't stand with it. with two of their starters playing. Say, yeah, you know what I mean? Like, like that <laughs> Hall of Fame game is it, it's worse than the Pro Bowl, yeah. right? Like make that oh, a flag football game. <laughs> You're right about that. It, that is true. But uh, it was good to see them to name them to. Like yeah, Cleveland named season. Cleveland. Yeah, <laughs> That's basically say, what right. it is. Ohio picked their own. That's right what they did. The yeah. <laughs> That's true. Hey, and you know, you touched on this deal with John Morant, and now, and I was going to ask you, Zach, you know, here we go. Another player, another athlete with a gun, possibly. We like to say this has all got to come out. But uh, with that being said, what kind of uh, reception do you think Brendan Miller's going to receive when he comes to Nashville to play, coming home, to play in the SEC tournament in a couple of weeks? Well, I think it's going to be pretty rowdy, pretty damaging. You know he's going to have several fans in the uh, stands, mm-hmm. you know, in the arena. And I'd like wonder what their reaction's going to be when you're going to hear a lot of other fans possibly, you know, giving them the booze and everything else. Yeah, Tony, I appreciate the call. That's a great call. We're right up against a a break here. But I'll say this, the Brandon Miller situation, because we're going to have SC Tournament here in Nashville. I'll be there, what, what is it, the, the I believe the 8th is when it starts on that Wednesday. Uh, Brandon Miller's going to get booed. He's going to get booed. He's going to have a lot of problems. I mean, especially we, we were off the air for a little bit when the whole Nate Oates uh, didn't see the the intro thing where Brandon Miller was getting patted down, walking onto the court and all that kind of stuff. You know, there there's a lot going on there. Uh, I don't know. It, the That story is going a lot. It feels like a lot of these players feel like they have to live a certain life because of the game they play, and that's not true. I don't know if they just feel like they have to keep keep a certain standard or or what, and this may be a bigger cultural talking point that is way over my head. But uh, none of this is none of this is good. Personally, the pat down was so bold. I mean, why? <laughs> what are you doing? Like that's crazy. All time. Wow. Right? Like that's an all time thing right there. Are you sure you want to do that? Come on. And he was very confident. Oh my. He was just like, let's gosh. do it. You know. Um, but yeah, no, he's going to get, he's, there's going to be Kentucky fans, Tennessee fans, that first game, whoever they match up with Bridgestone's going to be rocking with that. I promise you six, one, five, eight, four, four, 5,600. If you want to jump in, I want to hear from you here on the afternoon stretch.
Good afternoon. It's busy on all the major outbound routes. I still see that slow-go traffic out in Wilson County. It's 40 eastbound just past Mount Juliet. Traffic's uh, already building out through there around 840. Traffic's also on the increase south of uh, Nashville down through Brentwood, Franklin. That's been in pretty good shape actually so far. Snapdragon Hemp. Ser- serving up lab-tested top-shelf hemp products, edibles, flowers, concentrates. You can order right now online at snapdragon420.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. Individual rates, coverage, offerings, and savings may vary. Subject to terms and conditions not available in all areas. If you're a small business owner, listen up. Pi Insurance wants to give you one of those aha moments, the kind that could save you money. Workers' comp is probably one of the biggest costs you face. But did you know that insurance providers have flexibility in setting their prices? That's right. But many don't bother giving small businesses the savings you deserve. Instead, you can get lumped in with other businesses and overcharged. Pi Insurance was created to change that. With Pi, you get a quote tailored specifically to your business, and you could save up to 30% with no hassle and no hidden fees. Plus, when you sign up for pay-as-you-go billing. Your premium is based on your actual payroll, not an estimate. So your workers' comp audit experience is simplified. Take three minutes to see how much you could save with Pi Insurance. Ask your agent for Pi or get a quote at IWantPi.com. That's IWantPie.com. Individuals and businesses with tax problems, listen carefully. Do you feel like you're losing control of your finances? If you owe over $10,000 in back taxes or have unfiled tax returns, we can help you take back control. The IRS is the largest and most aggressive collection agency in the world, and they can seize your bank accounts, garnish your paycheck, close your business, and file criminal charges. Take control of your tax problem now by calling the experts at U.S. Tax Shield and take advantage of the Fresh Start program and new laws that may allow us to negotiate a settlement for the lowest amount possible. Our team of tax attorneys and enrolled agents can stop collections and get you protected so you can take control of your financial future. U.S. Tax Shield offers a price protection guaranteed quote to get you protected today. U.S. Tax Shield is A-plus rated with the Better Business Bureau, so call now. 800-785-9132. That's 800-785-9132. U.S. Tax Shield. 800-785-9132. With 13 locations nationally, including Smyrna, Star Leasing Company is a semi-trailer one-stop shop and the perfect place to build a career as a semi-trailer mechanic. Seeking candidates with all levels of experience, Star Leasing Company has a semi-trailer technician training program with sign-on and quarterly bonuses and other opportunities such as $1,000 for having a yearly physical. The package also includes 401k with company match, health, dental, and vision insurance, competitive pay with weekly paychecks, and paid holidays and time off. Star Leasing Company, not your typical semi-trailer leasing company. It's StarLeasing.com to learn more. You know, it's never too late to start feeling some March Madness. Be sure not to miss out on all the action. The High Valley Conference Basketball Championship presented by United Fidelity Bank is the return to Ford Center in downtown Evansville from March 1st through the 4th as the first week of entries into the NCAA basketball tournaments are crowned. All session tickets and single game tickets are on sale through each OVC school ticket office, Ticketmaster.com, and the Ford Center box office. Visit ovcsports.com forward slash Evansville for more details and be there to OVC it in person. The Afternoon Stretch. The best show? I don't know if I can say that, man. I'm going to move on to the next one. First day of March. I mean, we're starting off on the right foot. Andrew Agretta was the first guest of March. Then I have Blake Lovell coming in, second guest of March. 
That's fun. That's fun. By the way, March. Did you know this? What? My birthday month. Oh, cool. Uh-oh, March 19th. What, what? Wow. Y'all better, better send me a cake. Straight up, some listener. I give you free content. Send me a cake for my birthday. It's on a Sunday, so I don't care. Hey, man. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> uh, wow. I'll send you a card. You can't send me a card. You don't even know how to do postage. I don't. Do <laughs> I don't. Yeah. Uh, St. Patrick's Day is on a Friday. That is not a good recipe. Nope. That is not a good. My wife is like, what do you want to do? You want to do something on that Friday? No. You know what else is on a Friday? What's that? Cinco de Mayo. Also, not good. Also, my birthday. Oh, is your birthday with Cinco de Mayo? Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. All right. First hour's done. Second hour coming up. If you want to jump in, 615-844-5600. ABC News. I'm Derek Dennis. In Pennsylvania, federal authorities say they detected and removed an explosive device Monday at the Lehigh Valley International Airport just outside Allentown. According to the criminal complaint, suspect Mark Muffley allegedly checked in a suitcase on a flight bound for Orlando, Florida. Police say Muffley left the airport and he was later arrested. Investigations into the so-called Havana Syndrome have determined there is no evidence showing the health issues were caused by a foreign adversary or energy weapon. Members of the Senate Intelligence Committee responded today. Senator Marco Rubio says seven intelligence agencies looked into 1,000 cases of symptoms from headaches, ringing of the ears, and sickness. I think the reporting indicates they could not identify a foreign adversary, and therefore they don't, they don't know any adversary that would have that technology. Look, it remains a mystery. In South Carolina, closing arguments today in the double murder trial of Alec Murdoch. The disgraced attorney has denied killing his wife and son in 2021. This is ABC News. How long does it take to tackle a home project? With Angie, you could cross it off your list before this ad is over. Just tell us what you need. Indoor or outdoor, repair or redesign. And we handle the rest. Sending a top pro to get it done. You don't have to lift a finger, except to tap the screen or click the mouse. Plus, Angie is free to use. So bring us your next home project and we'll bring it home. Download the app or go to Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot to get started. Adopt US Kids presents What to Expect When You're Expecting A Teenager Learning the Lingo GOAT G-O-A-T Acronym Stands for Greatest of All Time As in Spaghetti Sandwiches for Dinner They're my fave Dad You're the GOAT You don't have to speak teen to be a perfect parent Thousands of teens in foster care will love you just the same Visit AdoptUSKids.org Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services Adopt US Kids and the Ad Council WNSR. Slim's Tender Mac Bowls are back. We start with a three cheese blend to make our delicious Mac and top it with chopped hand breaded tenders and Colby Jack cheese. Try the Tender Mac Bowl meal or the Buffalo Tender Mac Bowl meal, both served with Texas toast and a medium drink. But hurry, they're only around for a limited time. Download the Slim Chickens app to order and earn rewards. 
It's a Bill King Show. In Little League football, they play it off. You can't do it in college football, Bill. You got to come up with a bunch of computers and some BCS cockamamie scheme. My answer was yes. It's unique. Absolutely love it. I go into my garage every day and make sure there are no dust particles on those BCS computers. I do that. Weekday mornings beginning at 6 on Sports Radio 560 on 95.9 FM. I'm here at the Big Game Headquarters. Total Wine and More scoring huge savings on the perfect bourbon. Local craft beer. Forgetting something? Oh, yeah. Cabernet, seltzers, and so many low prices. Mm, Valentine's Day is right after. Whoa, new game plan. You got this. Total Wine can help you score the perfect bubbly, too. (sighs) Thank you. I would have been so... You sure would have. Your Big Game Headquarters. Love what you find always at the lowest price. Only at Total Wine and More. Drink responsibly. B21. Milk, eggs, 42 bucks. Ma'am, you okay? Need bucks? With Jackson Hewitt, don't wait weeks for the IRS to send your tax refund. Come in now for up to $3,500 with a no-interest, no-fee refund advance loan when you file your taxes. That's up to $3,500 today. Don't let high prices get you down. When every dollar matters, it matters who does your taxes. So get to Jackson Hewitt today. For eligible clients, loans by Republic Bank and Trust Company. Details at jacksonhewitt.com. Okay, it's happening. It's the afternoon stretch with Zach Williams and Bruno Reagan. Everybody stay calm. Stay calm. Let's take some calls from the public, shall we? Join the afternoon stretch now at 615-844-5600. Now here's Bruno and Zach. The afternoon stretch, second hour. If you want to get involved, we want to talk to you. 615-844-5600. That is the number. Coming to you live from the Strike and Spare Family Fun Center studio. Devlin McKenzie, Zach Williams. On this Monday, March 1st. Nope, not Monday. <laughs> I don't I guess the alliteration of Monday, March 1st. It feels like a Monday because I feel like we haven't I just I've had I've done three shows in the past like two weeks, it feels like. And then next week, it's going to be all the same way. Yeah, you've done exactly, I think, three shows. In yeah, weeks. it's not good. Yeah. It's not good. So I'm all thrown off on my days. It's time to uh, pull your weight around here. I know. I got to be more like Devlin. Show Fine. up. Every, I mean, show up day in, day out, bringing the heat every single day. Never tired. Never tired. Never hungry. <laughs> never. Never texting me to bring food in for him. <laughs> With a bunch of emojis and sad faces. I could feel my body like breaking down. I was like, Zach, please save me. A <laughs> uh, lot of stuff going on. Once again, if you want to jump in, 615-844-5600. 525, Blake Lovell's going to join us of the Southeastern 14, managing editor with them. A lot to talk about on the Vols front. Zeigler going down, ACL gone for the rest of the season. That's going to be a loss for the Vols. Uh, a lot of things happening. Who knows? Who knows about that team? I don't know. We'll wait. We'll save the conversation to that because I also want to bring up the Brandon Miller as we're on the brink of the SEC tournament happening. Uh, Some news that came out of the Combine, which, by the way, the Combine, I'm I'm ready for it. It's a little weird this year, right? It's on now, isn't it? It's no. So they haven't. They won't start till tomorrow. Okay. It's it started. Let me say that the Combine started, but they will not actually start combining. Right now, they do it really Thursday, like, and I think they've pushed all of the uh, 
like your skills position, they push them. So they're going to start on Thursday with offensive tackles and all that kind of stuff, which it is a heavy offensive tackle draft, obviously, especially for round one. Uh, but yeah, you're not going to get to see the wide receivers. You're not going to get to see the quarterbacks throwing that sort of thing on Thursday night, which is when typically or Thursday when you would see all those. I haven't had really like really any interest in the combine since Adidas was like, we're going to give somebody a whole island if they break the record for the 40 yard dash. You know how cheap an island you can actually find for an island? No. Like it sounds crazy, right? Like, like oh yeah, like an island. You're like thinking, Hawaii? Like, what? Yeah. what is, no, you can't do that. There, there's like a show on HGTV. It's called Island Hoppers or something like that. And it's it's people trying to buy an island. They just want to buy their own personal island. And, like, you can get them for, like, I mean, a million dollars is a lot of money anywhere. But, like. For a whole island? For a whole island, though? Yeah. Kind of crazy to yeah. say you can go buy an island for a million dollars. You can. You can buy a house in Nashville or you can go buy an island. Depends on if you have the right tools to commute to that island <laughs> well i mean look I, I think if you buy an island devlin you're not leaving the island no, <laughs> right I mean, like yeah. you got to take a boat somewhere to go uh, to kroger or whatever you're you're you may not even have a choice <laughs> you may not have choices you know you don't get to you know a lot of people here get to do the kroger Publix kind of thing mm -hmm. you know no it, they're not going to be doing that there you're gonna go to a village you're gonna go to a village and barter yeah. that's what you're gonna do i have this many shoelaces for a loaf of bread, please? That's what uh, you're going to do. <laughs> what was Adidas doing? Uh, did they, they never gave the island away. Are they so still the, doing it? So the reason why they didn't was because they had to wear a very specific pair of shoes when they broke the record, mm -hmm. and John Ross wasn't wearing them. Yeah, there was like a weird, like, you have to ch check off all these boxes to get this island. The terms and conditions to that island were very long. It, everybody was like, oh, I just get to run as fast as I can, right? And they're like, no. You did it, Nikes. Yeah, Sorry. Congrats. You did a very incredible thing, and we said we were going to do this, but we're not. And they don't, they don't do that anymore, right? Like they're, no, was, they're, uh, they did that one time, I think. Yeah, and, and they were like, oh, athletes get faster and faster every year. We probably shouldn't do this. <laughs> Everybody's like, yeah, nobody's going to do that. Chris Johnson, what did Chris Johnson run? They're, nobody's going to beat that ever again. It's fine. Bo Jackson said he ran a 4-1. But it was, you know, it was like mm. at his like pro day or something like that. No one saw it, but I ran it. Yeah, Sorry, yeah. Bo Jackson. I love Bo Jackson, right? But skeptical eyes on that yeah. one. Like, did you really run? Every year, it's the same thing. You're gonna get the the best people in the draft right now before combine, before they've actually went out and done their skills or whatever, are the ones who are probably actually the best. They're the ones that should be talked about. You get the Anthony Richardsons who, for some reason, are just skyrocketing up draft boards right now. But the best players after the combine are the ones who ran a 440. Everybody's like, we need to take them. We need, we need to take that guy who ran a 4-1 right now. Like, he needs to be the first-round pick. And then they end up being John Ross. Yeah. I was going to say, it's really like... You can you can be a high draft pick, but how great are you going to be in the NFL? You're not not going to be a whole lot different when you uh you know take the take the whole pads thing mm -hmm. and put that into an account, and then also the fact that how many plays do you have in an NFL playbook where your job is to sprint for forty yards straight, run a four one forty, yeah, yeah, that doesn't that doesn't happen a lot. Maybe the last play of the game for like a heave, but even then. They hold the quarterbacks down, back there dancing so you can get down the field for them to throw at 70 yards. You so can, You can do jet sweeps. but Garrett Wilson. Yeah. He got offensive player of the year for it. Yeah. Just jet sweep. Just run right across, tap you the ball, and let's go. John Ross was really bad at those, believe it or not. 
Well, because he had to turn. Yeah. He's good at he's good at running straight, and that's a Bengals problem. He, he you should have put him on in success, you know? Round, uh, round hole, square peg. You can't do it. Another requirement to a jet sweep is hanging on to the football. <laughs> Don't fumble. Idiot. Uh, but some news that came out today uh, from the Combine. Uh Perceived number one first draft pick, which I don't know if that's gonna where that's gonna stand now. Jalen Carter out of Georgia uh, has been charged with reckless driving and racing in connection with the crash that killed uh, his teammates Chandler. Uh, uh, or sorry, I'm trying to remember the name. I had the name here and I've lost it. Uh, Devlin Wilcock, Willock, uh, and a and a staffer uh, alongside that happened. That happened right around the Super Bowl time, I believe, is when that happened. Um, that look, there is a lot that's going to go into this. He was supposed to speak today, uh, in the meetings and, or, you know, in his media presser or whatever it is, obviously not able to, he flew down to Athens. Some people, well, allegedly people believe he flew down to Athens to possibly turn himself in because he does have an arrest warrant. Uh, he's came out and made a, a statement so far in this one. That is, uh, you know, I, I believe when all the facts, paraphrasing a little bit, when all the facts do come out, I will be exonerated of this incident uh, and the, the truth will be shown. I don't know. I, I, I got to say this. Just because the Titans, and we're in the draft area, so it's always a good time to pick it up, but the Titans taking the last chance they had at a, a offensive lineman from Georgia, Isaiah Wilson, just didn't work out, right? Now you have this situation that is far worse because two lives were lost and that and that is just horrible. It's horrible. Uh, but there's a connection here we're starting to get. I'm not going to say just offensive linemen, but Georgia players in some facet. There's something in the water there. Am I? I, I don't know if I'm like really setting up a narrative or something, or 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 really even may, might be regurgitating what other people are saying, and I don't even know. But there's something going on with Georgia and these players because clear we had plenty of issues here with Isaiah Wilson, not only after the draft, but when he was a Titan, I forget what road it is, but downtown Nashville doing donuts on the interstate, uh, you know, all that kind of stuff where it did involve criminal activity with a car. And, and I mean, that's that you, you can play the Mad Libs game all you want with, Georgia offensive lineman criminal activity vehicle right like that's that's the story that's going on here and I don't know if it's an indictment of Kirby Smart and what they're doing in Georgia or these are isolated incidents that are happening way too close to each other but something's happening something's definitely happening right now I don't I don't I don't know am I am I am I fishing I mean I am I fishing right now maybe you think so maybe I I haven't really thought about it when you bring it up, the thoughts there for sure. It's never really something I've ever considered or even looked back on because I'm I I wasn't even aware of it. But something I mean, with you know something in the water in Georgia. Look, there's a there plenty of I I've, I've found something so intriguing ever since I really kind of started thinking about it and heard about it, and it was on Star Talk, which is uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson's uh, uh, podcast because uh, you know everybody's got a podcast and. Uh, he had on a sports psychologist that had a focus on 
analytics analytics to what that player is all about. Now, this is a, a year or two ago when they were talking about it. Uh, but she brought up an idea that is just – it, it makes so much sense, and it, it really does coincide with a lot of things. And th the thought was – and she brought this up, uh, the conversation was brought up about Ben Roethlisberger because Ben Roethlisberger had obviously a whole litany of issues, but he had a big public incident of Pittsburgh fans were mad that he was riding around Pittsburgh on a motorcycle with no helmet. We're like, hey man, like, you know, protect yourself. What are you doing? Wear a helmet. You know, if you're riding on a motorcycle, you're, you're the quarterback of this franchise, right? Seems crazy. Uh, but what she was talking about is that the effect of these players, the things that make them so great at football, the talent, the drive, it is also the, the, the way that their brain works, that they are cool with having a head-on collision over and over again to achieve a goal, which is to win a football game, win a championship, whatever you want to say. And it's the same thing you get. You're drafting a player because you love their enthusiasm on the field, the effort they give, the example that they are, the whatever it is. You're drafting for their on-field ability. But that same on-field ability is the reason why they're doing donuts down on I-65. That's the that's the same thought. That's the state they coincide with them. You got to be a little crazy to do what you want to do like this. It's written in the DNA. It's in the DNA. And so you bring it on and and that was that's Frankly, her job. She says, "Yeah, I get talked. I talk with NFL teams all the time, and and they they want me to look at this guy or that guy and say and do a, a report on them and try to figure out like what it is. Like, is the crazy to athletic level on the line? You know, is is it is it there to where it works out? Because there is there, that's it's it's that that kind of gumption." I'm not saying this is all players. I think she wasn't saying that either. But there is a a very much a consistency with this, and you see it all the time. Because we sit here, we sit here as adults, looking at these stories, judging them, saying, "Oh, why would you do that?" But we'll also say in the same breath, "How amazing is that player at blank? Why would you do this thing?" But then also celebrate the the act that they coincide together mm -hmm. because you know the, the amount of knowledge about a brain is is still so far behind compared to what we know about the heart. Uh, we had uh, chief medical officer of the NFL on, Doctor Alan Sills, uh, beginning of the season. Come on and say say that very thing that it's just it's we're they're studying every day to figure out what the effect of this game is, and there's so much knowledge still learn about that brain, the human brain, and what they're trying to do to protect it, but also grow and and in a way fix the game in a way fix the game uh but th th you, you, when you draft that player you draft all of that player you don't just draft what they do on the field you draft what they do off the field what does this do now for Jalen Carter because even if he's exonerated for it the stigma is going to be there mm -hmm. you know the news is news that's that's just the sad truth of everything and, you know whether people want to agree with that or not the, the truth of that player and what he was associated with, whether he did it or not, is going to be forever. It's going to be forever. Do you think this lowers his draft stock, If he even if he does get exonerated out of this? If it lowers his draft stock, I don't think it's below 15 is a reach. I think that's I think that'd be low if he drops that far. He's a, he's a top five candidate right, right. now. I mean, he's a very good player, and I think the talent level kind of just it, it outweighs it. Yeah. As, as, I mean, like as much as I, it kind of pains me to say that, 
you know, because what happened was awful. But his talent level is to the point where, unfortunately, it's just going to outshine that. If he falls, I wouldn't be surprised if anybody in the top ten takes him. If he falls below five. Yeah. I mean, even, like, would you be surprised if the Titans took him? Well, look, if John Robinson was on that draft board, this is right up his alley. Yeah. It's either a guy with a bad history or an injury or both. Mm-hmm. That's what that's what he loves that that was John Robinson's like MO. That's who he that's all he drafted. People that should be drafted higher but have something that's causing them to be drafted lower. He would always draft them. It's value. Yeah. Just find that value. Jalen Carter, he, this is his statement from earlier today. I uh, put it out about noon today. Uh, this morning, I received a telephone call from the Athens, Georgia Police Department informing me that two misdemeanor warrants have been issued against me for reckless driving and racing. Numerous media reports have also circulated this morning containing inaccurate information concerning the tragic events on January 15, 2023. It is my intention to return to Athens to answer the misdemeanor charges against me and to make certain that the complete and accurate truth is presented. There is no question in my mind that when all the facts are known that I will be fully exonerated of any criminal wrongdoing he's getting right off and he's going top 10 yeah that's probably what will happen here but uh yeah that's that's a that's a crazy story right before i mean just one one bad night you know insane story i was shocked when i saw it today yeah i I didn't even like i read it whenever it came across like the wire i was like what yeah you know it was one it was one of those that just didn't give you the you just didn't feel it right. You didn't hear it right. I was like, I had to read that again to understand what's happening here. Uh, so yeah, that's you know uh, where 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 we sit at right now with uh, with Jalen Carter. He may fall. He may not. It may not matter. Just like I was saying with John Moran earlier, there's been plenty of uh, much worse people playing in athletics. Yeah, that have had long careers and you know does does that you know overly matter to people i don't know i don't know if it does but uh we'll see i think the allegation and the initial story are just going to blow up either way and i mean i think right now they're both at their peak and i think from here they just fall off kind of perfect timing there huh Uh, for those arrest warrants Mm -hmm. we put out kind of kind of strange yeah nothing's ever an accident there's no coincidences there's no coincidences with this kind of stuff I just I never feel them. 615-844-5600 if you want to jump in. We're going to change the conversation up when we come back. Blake Lovell of the Southeastern 14 is going to join us. We're going to talk some college basketball. Big news with the Vols. Uh, not great news, but big news on their side. We have a lot of SC basketball. and I mean, Vandy and Kentucky tonight. A lot of games going on. A lot of questions. Blake Lovell is going to have all the answers on the other side here on the afternoon stretch. Good afternoon. We see this slow go traffic on 40 East and Westbound over here at Fastlers. It's been slow trying to get off the South Loop. There are 40 East of Demumbry and Broadway. Steady flow of traffic continues on 24 out through Antioch, continuing into Rutherford County. Lots of radar, especially on 24 in Coffee County this afternoon. We saw some earlier also out in the Mount Julian area. Hey, Nash Painting services all the Middle Tennessee. Springtime just around the corner. Call Nash Painting. These guys, I swear they're absolutely the best. In Middle Tennessee. Call 615-912-2288. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. Hey, you know it's a leap year, right? No, the next leap year isn't until 2024. Nope, it's this year. I can prove it. Here, play this new instant game from the Tennessee Lottery. Uh, okay. (laughs) Woohoo! I won! See what you did there? I jumped up and down? No, that was a leap. 
Don't miss your chance to jump for joy this February with our newest instant games. You could win up to $5 million. The Tennessee Lottery. Game-changing fun. Please play responsibly. And now, some big news from WINN. The new February instant games from the Tennessee Lottery have arrived. Now, for some bigger news, there are four new exciting games to choose from. And now, for our biggest news yet, you could win a top prize of $5 million. Make a break for fun today with February Instant Games, only from the Tennessee Lottery. Game-changing fun. Please play responsibly. At Total Wine and More, save big on what you love this month with hundreds of deals. Get up to 35% off over 100 different wines and spirits, including Cabernet, sparkling wine, single barrel bourbon, and so much more. These savings are huge, and even better, they're on top of prices that are already the lowest in town. Deals this good don't last long, so visit Total Wine and More to find yours. Love what you find at the lowest price, only at Total Wine and More. Drink responsibly, B21. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. And now, Habit Inspected Property Solutions is reminding Americans to show support to the brave men and women who serve our U.S. military. This message is brought to you by veteran-owned and operated Habit Inspected Property Solutions. For residential home inspections, radon and air quality testing, or mold and thermal imaging, give the pros a call today at 615-527-8113. That's 615-527-8113. Habit Inspected Property Solutions. Proudly saluting our troops and veterans. They're professionals who care. This is the Greg Pogue and John Burton Show. The Predators make the playoffs. Yeah, they're going to make the playoffs. You think so? Yeah, I think they'll get it. Penn? Yeah, they'll make it and probably get bounced. I don't think they're going to. Yeah, oh, I don't think they're going to. Oh, pretty, they'll make it but lose I feel attitude pretty, that these well, people have. Go ahead there, rah-rah guy. Are they going to win the Stanley Cup, Greg? No, they're not. Okay, you know, so okay. Hey, what are we saying? Let me ask you. Greg Pogue and News Channel 5's John Burton. WNSR. Nashville Sports Radio. The afternoon stretch. Eventually, they'll have music beds for men. The afternoon stretch. Devil McKenzie, Zach Williams. Probably going to have to keep that on record for John Burton and uh, Patton and thinking that the Preds are going to make the playoffs. I don't think they are. I don't think they're going to make it. I'll tell you this. Preds fans are so excited, though. They're so excited for... This team and this this next month, it is insane how excited they are because they just love that there's young players to cheer for and and love that there's a fresh new era. I mean, I'm telling you, we talked about this weeks ago. <laughs> this is the way to do it for the Preds. They need to market it. That's how you do it. Now we're talking some college basketball with our good buddy Blake Lovell, managing editor for Southeastern14.com, soon to be 16. 18, 20, on and on until the SEC just consumes all sports. Blake Lovell, how are you doing today, buddy? Doing well, my friend. Good to talk to you. 
always great to talk to you. So big news right off the rip with Tennessee Vols. Uh, Zakai uh, Ziegler, I believe I'm saying his name wrong. Uh, so ACL gone for the season, the rest of for the March Madness push. Yeah, it's brutal because, uh, I mean, he's, you know, I, I think he's maybe the defensive player of the year in the SEC. Uh, when you consider that and just the fact that, you know, as their starting point guard on a team that's probably projected to be a number three seed, uh, you, you add those two things to the mix. Not ideal for the Vols, a team that, uh, you know, we were talking earlier in the week, like the one thing you're looking for with Tennessee is what's going to happen when they finally get fully healthy. And we thought, all right, they're getting beside Jordan James back. Julian Phillips came back. Tyreek Key didn't play last night, but, are they ever going to get their team fully healthy? Well, obviously, we weren't thinking about this type of injury to to Ziegler, and um, yeah, it's it's just a it's a huge blow. And, and I know people can say, well, they found a way to win that we found a way to win that game last night by 18 without him. But let's not kid ourselves in terms of uh, the value he brings to that team. And in a tournament setting, um, not to have your your starting point guard and your do it all defensive guy. Um, yeah, just, just everything he brings to the table, his ability to shoot the ball from outside for a team that, you know, can struggle there at times. Uh, yeah, it's a, it's a huge loss any way you put it. So with a team like that, that we've already been talking about Blake losing their starting guy like that, uh, such a crucial piece going into sec play, let alone getting into the tournament. Uh, you have, already questions before that and you lose that piece it feels like this team is if you're a Vols fan does it feel like hope is just leaving the the, the building right now well if you want to look at it another way everyone out there that does not has not been on the Tennessee bandwagon all season and has picked them apart is already writing up their story on how Tennessee got eliminated from the first round or second round of the NCAA tournament uh, and so you at least know that, you know, everybody's going to basically be picking Tennessee to lose now because they, they have another kind of thing to add. It wasn't, you know, it was sort of looking at the offensive issues and, um, you know, this team just can go long stretches without scoring and what happens then. And, well, now it's, well, now we can add, hey, how do they do that without, you know, a guy who can shoot, a guy who is their starting point guard that runs their offense. And, you know, it's just, I think it's sort of, that's the situation now. So, I mean, if you want to look at it for Tennessee, I don't know if there's ever been, well, there, there have been, but a team that could possibly be flying under the radar and have lower expectations as a number three seed, you know, than Tennessee, just based on everybody had already started to form that opinion on them. And now when you consider losing Ziegler, I think everyone's going to basically say, well, we fully expect Tennessee to get, you know, bounced in the first or second round of the tournament. And that's that. And, who knows? Maybe the Vols can use that to their advantage and, and kind of embrace the underdog role, even for a team that, like I said, may be a number three seed. I don't know if that's possible, but, um, again, it certainly limits, I think, how far they can go just without someone like that. Uh, we haven't talked since all this happened, obviously, with the Brandon Miller situation uh, because we've kind of been all over the place with Vandy Baseball on the show. Uh, so the starting off with all the allegations with Brandon Miller and what came up with that, uh, going on to his TSA intro, whatever Nate Oates is calling it, and, and I know Nate Oates came out today and blamed himself for it. Uh, what what has been your thoughts on all this stuff with Brandon Miller? Because we actually had a caller call in earlier wondering how the Brandon Miller – 
conversation is going to go coming here for the SEC tournament, what it's going to be like for him on that first day stepping out for the SEC tournament? Yeah, I mean, I think one thing everyone can agree on, whether, you know, matter which side of the coin you're on here, is the optics, you know, certainly don't look great. And you talk about, you know, the introduction and just everything that went along with the story. I think, you know, Nate Oates' initial comments, like all that stuff, you can certainly say that. And and I don't think, you know, if you're looking at it just from a neutral standpoint, I think it's fair to say that just the overall optics obviously don't look spectacular um for me my my whole entire thing on this from the beginning um and you know you're on twitter too is i i'm much more you know going to lean on the side of facts here versus rumors and opinions and sometimes i think on twitter and social media you can confuse the two um because you know i, I can't even i mean again you were probably on there the, the day that story broke like if you were just on twitter anywhere all of a sudden there were 57 different, you know, variations of what actually happened. Mm -hmm. And I think for me, that's always my pet peeve with something like this is like all of a sudden that becomes more of the the conversation than like, Hey, let's, let's actually remember that like there's a, a young woman that lost her life here and there's a, you know, a small child now that's growing up without a mother. Mm -hmm. Can we keep that as the focus versus everyone trying to rush to be right about what should happen or this is going to happen. Um, I think it's just, you know, for me in these kind of serious sort of instances, let the facts drive everything. Don't let rumors and opinions drive all of that. And ultimately, I think you would agree with it, Zach. Here, here's how it should work. Whoever, you know, had involvement, direct involvement in what happened should be held accountable. And I think that's just the way it works. You know, that's, that's the system that, you know, we, we assume how that's how things should play out. And, again, um, I think it is it is such a, a big topic just based on, you know, everything surrounding it. But, you know, as everyone else has kind of said and, and Alabama has said, hey, here's what we've done. And I know not everyone's going to agree with, with how they've handled it. But, um, you know, for me, it's just as the facts continue to come out, uh, it's it's best to sort of, form i think your overall stance on this from that versus what you think you should think or um again just based on just the the firestorm that is twitter at times so well now i i can ask you a question i know is going to be tough for you uh because tonight alabama is taking on auburn uh in alabama so i already know crucially you're going to have a hard time picking this one um because it's each side thinks you hate the other side of course. I mean, that's how it works, right? Um, yeah, that's uh, – I, I don't have a hard time picking this one because I think if you actually look at the, the basketball aspect of this, I don't know how you can pick Auburn here because, again, Alabama just um, – you know, a couple close games here recently. They had the game at South Carolina, you know, what was that, the day of or the day after the whole story broke there. Mm. Um, and then, you know, come back against a, a good Arkansas team. I know Arkansas didn't look good last night against Tennessee, but – you know, come back, beat a good Arkansas team uh, in Tuscaloosa. But I just think Auburn is heading in the wrong direction. And I've said for weeks now, if you're trying to find a team in the SEC that's not going to play their way in but play their way out, look no further than Auburn because they're just not playing well. Their schedule's been tough. Um, and this is another one that goes along with it, right? They play at Alabama tonight. They play Tennessee on Saturday, uh, which that one I don't want to say looks easier now. But 
you know, you can certainly you're going to have to game plan a little bit different for that one with with no Ziegler. So, yeah, I just I think Alabama. I mean, look, Alabama can win the SEC regular season title outright tonight, and there's nothing they'd rather do than blow out Auburn on their home court to do that. Um, and so I think Alabama will be fully motivated and. I just don't think Auburn's very confident right now, and I wouldn't be surprised if this thing got ugly. I know the first game was close, but I think atmosphere had to do with that. It's going to be completely different tonight, so I think Alabama wins this one. Should win it going away. Cover, covering the 10 then, huh? I would take that, yeah. <laughs> I, you know, I'm not a professional better, but I just I don't know how Auburn keeps up here. Uh, other game going on tonight over at the Rupp. We talked about this last week. Uh, Vanderbilt plays pretty well against Kentucky uh, in the recent years. Kentucky 23 now in the country, uh, depending on <clears throat> which poll you're looking at. Uh, where do you think that one's going to go tonight? Because Vanderbilt still has a lot to prove for themselves, and Jerry Stackhouse never seems like a guy who goes away. No, and I mean, look, if you want, if you're a Vanderbilt and you want to, which I think they should do, still put in your mind that you have a chance to make the NCAA tournament. It's going to take a lot, but, you know, it's going to take winning this game and the next game and the next game and the next, like, and so forth, probably all the way to the, at least the championship of the SEC tournament. But, you know, hey, it's at least something that can motivate you in this kind of instance. And, I mean, you can argue Kentucky's playing as well as anybody right now, and that's a big change from where they were two and a half weeks ago. But, I mean, you said it. One thing we've always talked about is Vanderbilt kind of keeps it close with most teams. And there's actually a trend that probably is surprising for people, but they've kept it really close in Lexington. Like the past, I don't know how many years it's been now, but they always seem to go up there and make it interesting in Kentucky. Um, I've really, like, I, I went back through the numbers. I want to say maybe five or six straight seasons they've gone there, and there's actually been, you know, it's been a, a 10 point or less type game. And so I would think that's probably the way this goes, because what we have to remember, you know, Kentucky came to Nashville and sort of blew them out a couple or not a couple weeks ago about a month and a half ago I guess now um but remember Liam Robbins wasn't playing for Vanderbilt in that game and when you consider you know what Oscar Sheboy can do without a guy like Robbins on the floor well now it's much different because Robbins is arguably to me I think he could be the third best player in the league behind Miller and Sheboy and so if you add him to the mix now then all of a sudden I think it makes the the game plan a lot more interesting so I would probably be more surprised than not if Vanderbilt doesn't go up there and at least has a chance going into that final 10 minutes of the game um, to at least make it interesting. I mean, probably going to pick Kentucky, but don't discount, I think, Vanderbilt's ability to keep it close there like they have for many seasons now in a row. Blake Lovell, our guest. You can follow him on Twitter at TheBlakeLovell, managing editor for the Southeastern14.com. So looking at Lenardi's bubble that I don't think has been updated for a little bit. It's, It's got like a couple hours in between it. Uh, but first four out right now, North Carolina, Oklahoma State, Clemson, Michigan. Is there any way that you see on those bubble teams getting in over the last four in uh, Mississippi State, Boise State, Wisconsin, Arizona State? Yeah, I mean, it's going to be interesting, and I think the team that you know you said from the top, that's going to be the team that's going to be fascinating to watch in North Carolina because – you know, North Carolina's team that got to the championship game last year, and, um, you know, when you compare their resume, the ACC, let's call it what it is, the ACC has been not great. And so I think that's why, you know, you're seeing a North Carolina and Clemson on that line. I ultimately feel like Auburn's going to find their way into that conversation. Um, I think Mississippi State, for me, the formula is very simple for Mississippi State. If they went at Vanderbilt on Saturday, they're in. Um, so they can move out of that kind of group, but – North Carolina, to me, is the team to watch just because 
you know, look, that's where a team like Auburn has to be looking there. If they lose this game tonight, Alabama, you know, I think that's where things start to get interesting because you do have a team like North Carolina who could get hot, you know, in an ACC tournament type scenario. And let's not forget, too, what's important here. Carolina's won three in a row. They played Duke on Saturday. So there's another opportunity um, for them. You know, I don't know about the teams behind them. You know, could a Michigan maybe potentially – do some things. I think that's possible. They're another team that's kind of getting hot at the right time. They've got two big opportunities coming up at Illinois and Indiana. So, you know, if you're the SEC teams of that group, Mississippi State and Auburn, formula is very simple. Just just win another game, and I think both of them are in. But if you don't, then I think you're looking at teams like North Carolina, Michigan, and such that could could make that push to kind of jump in. So, any of these bubble teams kind of strike you as a team that can make a, a real move inside the tournament? Well, I mean, I know North Carolina has been very up and down this season, but I would still not discount the possibility. I mean, I mean, I mean, think about that last year. Like North Carolina, no one thought they were going to get where they got to last year mm. as whatever seed they were, right? Um, so could they be in a similar situation? This is a little bit more of an extreme in terms of them being a bit further down, but. I think there's something to the value just of them getting to the national championship game last year to kind of surprise everyone. Um, I don't know. I think that's one certainly to think about. Could they make another one of those runs? They've won three in a row now. If they beat Duke on Saturday, uh, that's, that's one I would keep an eye on. You know, Michigan may be another one because these are teams that, again, have some players that have experience in these kind of scenarios. So um, I wouldn't be shocked if teams like that are able to make kind of a, a big run. So. Take away Alabama in the SEC from this question, but any teams that you truly feel can go deep into the tournament uh, from the SEC? Uh, it's going to be Kentucky. I mean, I, I'm I'm almost back with Kentucky now. Like, it's <laughs> like you know, it's the temporary breakup, and all of a sudden we're back together. What changed? What, what changed this, for this team? Well, I, I don't. I mean. First of all, they're they're playing better defense, but they've just figured it out offensively. Like Cal's just kind of. I don't know, because like I said, I mean, think about this, February 11th, that's not that long ago, two and a half weeks ago, basically, they lost to Georgia, and their season looked like it was over. Mm. But now they've won four straight games. They beat Mississippi State, Tennessee, Florida, Auburn, and some of those in, in convincing fashion. The Auburn one was just a complete, you know, I mean, they just took it to Auburn. I think they figured out, you know, what their rotation needs to look like, and that's basically their starting five. The chemistry's there now. Um, They're all playing well together. They kind of are using their bench when they need to use them and not necessarily just because they have to use them. Uh, and their offense is evolving a bit more with, with Jason Wallace at the point. So, yeah, that's the difference. And, I I mean, I think Kentucky's probably that team we have to throw out there. I would have said Tennessee with Ziegler. I just don't know without him. Um, and I also wouldn't look over a Texas A&M team. I, I think people just keep forgetting that A&M is 14-3 and in the SEC. And if Alabama were to lose tonight to Auburn, Guess what happened? That sets up a winner-take-all for the SEC championship on Saturday in College Station between Alabama and Texas A&M. Um, so I wouldn't, I wouldn't kind of discount them either. But Kentucky's the first team that comes to mind just based on how they're playing. Do you already uh, have your spot camped out in line to get right to the credentials for yeah. SEC well, tournament yeah. and get I in? Mean, no, I mean, look, I'll, I'll try to save you, you know, a good seat. But you know, <laughs> you know me, I like to, I like to get there early and camp out, make sure I get the the prime view because. Um, you know, it's it's kind of it's a battle down there trying to get to get a good seat for some of these. Oh, they're gonna put me. I mean, they're gonna put me in the janitor's closet. <laughs> I already know that. There's a, there's well, a nice printout with Zach Williams on it. 
I'll bring you, uh, I don't know, whatever the, I think they have Coke products. I'll bring you a nice Coke drink at some point into the, there. So, Blake Lovell has been our guest. You can follow him on Twitter at the Blake Lovell. Blake, thanks so much for jumping on with us, buddy. You got it, man. Thanks. Always good stuff. One of the best brains in all of college basketball to talk to, in my opinion. I always feel like that guy's just like one day away from, I mean, he does a tremendous job already with uh, uh, Southeastern 14. But I, I think he's always one day away from just being, I mean, big time. Like, he's already big time, but, like, really big time because he just has such a great brain for all of this and just the knowledge that he has is just amazing. If you want to jump in, final segment coming up, 615-844-5600. We want to talk to you back after this here on the Afternoon Stretch. Afternoon, I'm looking at this crash in Brentwood at 65 northbound near Moore's Lane. That's going to jam it up even more behind it there coming up from Franklin. Again, on 65 northbound near Moore's Lane on the crash. It was already heavy southbound. That's a given for this time of the afternoon. Steady flow of traffic continues out past the airport on I-40 and the Hermitage out into Wilson County. Lots of radar out in Wilson County and Smith County again this afternoon. Prince's Hot Chicken is catering. Check out that menu. It's so good. Prince'sHotChicken.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. Nashville's first curling venue is here at T-Line Nashville. Come check out T-Line Nashville and experience the world's fastest growing winter sport today. Curling is a fun and simple sport that's a perfect outing for friends, corporate events, families, or parties. T-Line also has classic bowling and modern bowling mini games. With over 20 HD TVs, you can come watch your favorite teams and some of the best food and drinks here in Nashville in the large bar and grill area. They also have an outdoor area with a fire pit and you can't forget the live music. T-Line Nashville is a one-stop shop for a great night out. Located at 106 Duluth Avenue and online at tlinenash.com, you can book your party now or give them a call at 615-439-1024. That's 615-439-1024. And make sure you give them a follow on Instagram and Facebook at T-Line Nash for all the news, events, and updates. T-Line Nashville, Nashville's first curling venue is here. Today on Hey Culligan, reverse to reduce. Here's Bob. Hey Culligan, I love fresh water, but I got plastic bottles coming out. Whoa, Bob, you are not kidding about the bottles. But did you know Culligan's reverse osmosis and always-on drinking water systems provide fresh, clean, delicious drinking water and help reduce the equivalent of over 15 billion plastic bottles from landfills worldwide? Holy fresh, environmentally friendly drinking water. Am I right? Right, Bob. And we're already on the way. Let us help you out with a free in-home water test from a local Culligan water expert at Culligan.com. They say they'll get your biggest tax refund. Jackson Hewitt says your biggest tax refund guaranteed and a chance to double your tax refund. Thousands in weekly prizes during the Double Your Refund sweepstakes. Your biggest refund times two, twice the money. So forget about them. File your taxes on the double at Jackson Hewitt today. No purchase necessary to enter or win. Open to U.S. residents 18 or older who file a 2022 federal tax return. Promotion ends 4 Visit jacksonhewitt.com for rules. When you're away from home and you want down-home cooking, Kitchen Notes at the Omni Nashville Hotel is the answer. Excellent, fresh, and local, just like Grandma used to make. Start your day with a Music City omelet and some prime rib hash, or a cast iron waffle with Nashville hot chicken. For those wanting variety, hit the biggest breakfast buffet in Music City. And of course, the world-famous Biscuit Bar. Start your day with the fresh, local, and down-home cooking of Kitchen Notes at the Omni Nashville Hotel, 5th Avenue, downtown. 
Your exclusive Nashville Sports Radio WNSR SkyScan forecast for this afternoon. Partly sunny skies, a high of 80 with a southwest wind at 20 miles per hour. For tonight, showers and thunderstorms likely. Some of the storms could produce heavy rainfall, utilizing the resources of the Webbug Network on Nashville Sports Radio. I'm WNSR Rick Fowler. Staunch Titans fan, season ticket holder, Tim Kelly is OC. Your reaction? Oh, I hate that so much. <laughs> oh, I hate that stuff. Well, all right. Some more uh, tight end bubble screens, right? This sucks, man. Yeah, this is live reaction, dude. I had no idea. Yeah, trash, man. I hate it. The McFarlane Show with Darren and Justin on Nashville Sports Radio WNSR. Call in now to the afternoon stretch, 615-844-5600, and be the most talented person on the show. The afternoon stretch, live from the Strike and Spare Family Fun Center studio. 615-844-5600 if you want to jump in. Final segment of the show today. Talk about anything you want, too. You don't have to stay on topic. I think some people get worried that I like we're talking about a thing, and they're like, you're going to derail us. I mean, if it's to a point, you know what I mean? I don't want to be sitting here talking about the Detroit Tigers spring training lineup. But jump in. 615-844-5600. 5,600. I want to get to something that I, I talked about yesterday in the five seconds that I had of a show before Vandy Baseball rudely interrupted me. No, it was okay. It was fine. I'm glad they interrupted me. Andrew Algreta's on the air when that happens. That's good. Uh, Rand Carthon coming out talking uh, yesterday. And he throws this around, man. I'm telling you, there's some things... Especially in radio, you know, people just have, I call it, a lot of people call them crutch. They have crutches, you know, with how they speak. It's words that they say over and over again because they have to return to it to aid them in a discussion. I believe I don't have any of those. I may. I may have some of those, and I don't know it off the top of my head. But I know if you listen to enough radio or enough people talking into a mic, you're going to find people that have those crutch words. It just happens, especially new people. It just happens. But it seems like Rand Carthon has one of those. He has one of those. Devlin, go ahead and play this and listen to this. I've always said, and it's my, my own personal philosophy, it's cute, it's sexy to play Golden State Warriors football in September and October when the weather's good, but the teams that are playing in January and into February are teams that play tough defense and teams that are able to run the ball. And so you got to be able to do those things. First off, second time we've heard it. First things first, we've heard this once before. This is what he said on his opening day, uh, being introduced to the team in media and questioning. He's already said this one. I hate this quote. I hate it, I hate it, I hate it. I would really prefer if Rand Carthon would say something different. Say something different. It seems like this is a crutch phrase that he has said privately in interviews with Amy Armstrong and Mike Vrabel that I, you know, this they, and they heard that and they loved it and they loved it so much that they hired him and now he's just throwing it out of the media. He's throwing it out. I'm no, I will not believe for a second that this is going to be the last time we hear this thought. I guarantee you we're going to hear this thought again with him. The second thought of all this is, 
Golden State don't play football. Hate that, right? Like right off the rip. Nobody's playing Golden State football. Nobody plays Golden State football. The analogy he wants to say that he won't say is it's cute to play Kansas City Chiefs football. It's cute to play Kansas City Chiefs football. It's cute because they win win rings and they get to put on rings and go, look at us. We're Super Bowl champions. Ooh. That's cute. That I think a lot of 31 other teams would love to say that they're doing right now. 31 other teams would love to be that cute. That's what you meant when you said that, Rand. And look, this isn't an anti-Rand Carthon thought. I promise you. I'm not saying that. I just don't like the early indicators of what we've gotten so far from the new GM of the Tennessee Titans. Because I said this maybe a month or two ago before the hiring happened. The Titans are just going to hire within. They're just going to move people up because they like doing that. And then they didn't do that. And I came on these airwaves and I was like, hey, I was wrong. Titans, you know, hey, they're making changes. This is a new, I love the hire. And I still do. I still love the hire. But I'm starting to think that they hired within from hiring with the outside. I think they hired somebody that might be down to do things the way things have been done around here for a little bit. Not changing the not changing the guard, not rocking the boat, none of that. I haven't had a chance yet to meet Rand. It's just that I wasn't able to the day that he was uh, came out and talked to the media. But I'm going to ask him. I'm going to ask him because I know nobody else has. Are you afraid to rock the boat here in Nashville? Like, are you afraid to change things up? Because we're hearing the same message. We're seeing the same message. The team is promoting from within, at least with their OC and Tim Kelly. They're keeping Ryan Tannehill. They're keep, you know, he said it as well. We talked about it in the first hour. Ryan Tannehill is going to be the quarterback. People just need to get used to it. Get used to the fact that he's on contract and he's going to be the quarterback for the Tennessee Titans. That doesn't sound like a guy who is wanting to make heavy changes. So far, his words, I'm going to come in to learn how to lead the Tennessee Titans. I'm going to follow Mike Rabel. This is what he said. This is Rand Carthon saying that. He's not saying, I'm coming in, this is my team, I'm taking it over, we're doing it the Rand Carthon way. No, you're not hearing that. You're not hearing that from him at all. You're hearing the opposite. We're going to do what we've been doing that has not worked. Over and over and over. And we're going to find a way to bottle up 2019 and create that magic again. I don't know how. But I know if I just keep the same names and the same jerseys playing the same football, that they're going to find a way to win like they did in 2019. Am I the stupid person here? I'm like I'm starting to feel like I'm the crazy one. Maybe I'm the crazy one. Every Titans fan is cool with it. Every Titans fan loves it. Am I allowed to question Rand Carthon right right now? It's so early. It's so early. He can be great. I'm not saying any of these things can't change or form differently or whatever. But right now, I'm taking from what I know, Rand Carthon is a strange one to me. It's strange. I don't know if it's it's good right now. I, I know some people, you know, they new GM, he's got that new GM smell right now, so we're going to talk about him, and we're going to love on him, we're going to get him on our shows, and we're going to do all these things and rough, write these fluff pieces and changing the culture of the Tennessee Titans. No, he's not. No, he's not. This team is staying the same. 
And you, and, and you know what the same is? Not going to the playoffs. That that's what that's what happened last year. Well, Ryan Tannehill was injured. You think they were going to make it with Ryan Tannehill? You really think that? Think they would have won at least one game in that seven game spread stretch? They have not won a game. They'll be walking in to twenty twenty three start of the season seven straight losses. And if they lose that, there will be a column out there in one of the major outlets that says the Titans have extended their eight game losing streak. That is what it will say if they come out and lose day one. This offseason is crucial. It's crucial. I've been out there saying consistently the Titans need to be in on change. Lean into change now. Jordan Janney, CBS Sports, we had him on uh, on Monday. He thinks that next year's draft class is the one to go in on. Grab a Drake May, one, Caleb Williams possibly. Well, that means you're going to tank. You're going to tank and be done. Or you're going to have some crazy trade and give up the house. I I don't know. I, I'm, I grew up a Titans fan. I cover the Titans now. I don't want to see them suck just as much as everybody else here that rep the two-tone blue and go out to Nissan Stadium. I don't want to see them suck at all. But when I hear this, all I can think is, here we go, round two, round three, round four. That's what we're going to keep getting. It, it, it's been stringently less and less every season. And that 2019, you know, I put I pointed out too because Marcus Mariota got cut from the, from the Falcons. Hurt me, by the way. Uh... Titans have not won a playoff game since Marcus Mariota has not been on the roster. I don't know if it's coincidence. I'm not saying, hey, put make him your starting quarterback, but couldn't hurt to have him in the wings somewhere waiting. If you're not going to get one of these young quarterbacks, <laughs> then no shot happens. No. I'm just an MMA fan. That's really what it is. I just feel like I'm the stupid person in the room, maybe. I feel like I'm seeing things and nobody is nobody's agreeing with my thoughts. Enough. I do. Hey, thank you. I mean, I'm not a Titans fan, but I think it's very clear that whatever ball that the Titans are playing hasn't worked ever. Mm. And then it's clear that – I mean, it's 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 also early. You know, I don't expect as much as I'd like to see Rand Carthon walk in there and be like, we're going to make some changes. Yeah. We're going to make some changes right now because this team needs to change. Yeah. I think right now he's just doing – just walking up to the podium and just playing everything safe and just saying – something that's not going to stir anything up too crazy right now is there potential in the future for him to walk in here and absolutely just stir the pot make a crazy crazy trade before the draft whatever it might be that potential is still there but it's, it's obviously not showing yeah the whole you know ryan Tannehill's our starter aj brown was your starting wide receiver last year and the last guy sent him down the road mm -hmm. to hey greener pastures literally and figuratively much greener team are the Eagles than the Titans. No one's arguing. Yep. They got a lot of green up there. And then also they went to the Super Bowl, and he got a touchdown in the Super Bowl. <laughs> and you traded that away to get a pick, to just swap picks. You swapped picks and got – I mean. <laughs> they wanted to do the the Justin Jefferson, Stephon Diggs thing so bad. Oh, so crazy. It doesn't work. He thinks he's him. You know, he's that guy in Michael Jordan's jersey. Sitting yeah. on, he thinks he's him. Uh, all right. We're done for the day. Appreciate everybody calling in, commenting in, watching in, however you did. I appreciate it. Remember, nobody's told you I love you and you matter. Whole lot more coming up tomorrow, 4 o'clock. We want you there. Be safe tonight. Have a good one. See you next time here on Nashville Sports Radio.